Hey, I'm Ryan Reynolds. At Mint Mobile, we like to do the opposite of what Big Wireless does. They charge you a lot, we charge you a little. So naturally, when they announced they'd be raising their prices due to inflation, we decided to deflate our prices due to not hating you. That's right. We're cutting the price of Mint Unlimited from $30 a month to just $15 a month. Give it a try at mintmobile.com slash switch. $45 up front for three months plus taxes and fees. Promote for new customers for limited time. Unlimited more than 40 gigabytes per month slows. Full terms at mintmobile.com. There's never been a faster or easier way to start your weight loss journey than with Plush Care. Plush Care accepts most insurance plans and gives you online access to board-certified physicians who can prescribe FDA-approved weight loss medications like Wigovi and ZepBound for those who qualify. Take charge of your health and speak with a board-certified physician about a weight loss plan that's right for you. Get started today at plushcare.com slash weight loss. That's plushcare.com slash weight loss. plushcare.com slash weight loss. This is your Times Daily World Briefing on Sunday the 27th of March. I'm Christian Smith. And I'm Laura Cook. President Biden causes alarm as he appears to back regime change in Russia. We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principle, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain in power. And as Houthi supporters rally in Sana'a, a possible truce emerges. We affirm our readiness to turn this suspension into a final, continuous and permanent commitment in the event the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia announces the withdrawal of all foreign forces of the coalition. Times of London Daily World Briefing We will have a different future, a brighter future, rooted in democracy and principles, hope and light, of decency and dignity, of freedom and possibilities. For God's sake, this man cannot remain power. God bless you all, and may God defend our freedom. An apparently throwaway remark from US President Joe Biden has sent White House officials rushing to carry out damage control. Speaking in the Polish capital, Warsaw, on the final day of his European tour, the comment that Vladimir Putin cannot remain in power seemed to imply that the US president was advocating for regime change in Russia. There was immediate clarification from the White House stating that this was not a reference to regime change, but rather opposition to Putin exercising power over Russia's neighbours. But the comment has fueled Putin's domestic propaganda machine, with the Kremlin stating that that's not for Biden to decide. The president of Russia is elected by Russians. U.S. officials will be frustrated with the controversy after Biden delivered an otherwise passionate defense of NATO and liberal democracy, which has already been compared with John F. Kennedy's iconic Ich bin ein Berliner speech in 1963. He told the cheering crowd gathered in front of the royal castle in Warsaw that Europe must steel itself for a long fight ahead. Ukraine and its people are on the front lines fighting to save their nation. And their brave resistance is part of a larger fight for an essential democratic principles that unite all free people. But the speech was not well received by many Ukrainian politicians, as national security reporter at Foreign Policy Jack Dirch explained to Times Radio. 
The Ukrainian reaction was was pretty brutal, to be honest. Um, we heard Ukrainian parliamentarians basically say after the speech, they didn't hear a single word from the president uh, that made them feel, felt, feel reassured uh, that the West was doing enough. I mean, certainly they'd like to see those fighter jets in there. Uh, they'd like to see the S-300 air defenses in Slovakia to further frustrate Russian pilots who have not gained air superiority here in a month. After Biden's speech, President Zelensky delivered an impassioned late-night address, urging the West to supply more military aid. What is the price of this security? This is very, very specific. It is planes for Ukraine. It is tanks for our state. It is missile defense. It is anti-ship weapons. That is what our partners have. That is what is just gathering dust there. After all, this is all not only for the freedom of Ukraine, but for the freedom of Europe. Only 1% of all NATO aircraft and 1% of all NATO tanks. 1%. We did not ask for more, and we do not ask for more. And we have already been waiting for 31 days. So who is running the Euro-Atlantic community? Is it still Moscow? Because of threats? Yaroslav Zelezhniak is a Ukrainian MP. Speaking to Timed Radio, he said Ukraine needs heavy weapons and air support to defeat Russia. We need jets. We need close our sky. We need some brave action, because if Ukraine will fail, it will be not only fail of one country. There will be other country, Poland, Finland, Estonia, Lithuania, mm. Latvia, others. As President Biden spoke in Poland to the east, the war in Ukraine raged on. Despite Russian promises it was refocusing its efforts on liberating Ukraine's eastern Donbass region, the UK's Ministry of Defence has said that Russian forces continue to strike targets across the country. Just 45 miles from the Polish border, the western city of Lviv was hit by several explosions on Saturday. Lviv Mayor Andrzej Sadovyi said this strike was a call to Joe Biden. With today's blows, the aggressor sends greetings to President Biden, who is now in Poland. Lviv is 70 kilometers away from Poland, and I think the whole world must understand that the threat is extremely serious. No one knows further plans, and all cities are under very difficult circumstances. It's understood that five people were injured in the strikes that hit a fuel storage facility and factory. The son's Stephen Moyes is in Lviv. As the strikes hit here in Lviv, Joe Biden was calling Vladimir Putin a butcher. We then understand that he was made aware of what had happened here in Lviv before he then uh, made his later address. Perhaps he was reacting to sort of confrontational gesture by then going on to make those unscripted comments. In other developments, the mayor of Cherniviv says the northern Ukrainian city is now completely encircled by Russian forces. The city has been holding out since the early days of the invasion, but there are concerns it could face the same siege as the southern port city of Mariupol. The Ukrainian MP, Lesia Valislenko, speaking to Times Radio from Kyiv, said the situation is getting increasingly worse across the country. While there are attacks on Kyiv and through the night, all the people were made to stay in basements and in metro stations, Chernihiv people are actually starving without food and drinking sewage water. Mm. And uh, in Mariupol, uh, thousands of people are getting forcefully deported across the border to Russia, apparently to safety, but then they, they, uh, they are sent off in an unknown direction and nobody hears from them again. So the atrocities, they are just the same all over the place.
Another Russian general was reported killed in the southern city of Kherson by Ukraine's defence ministry. Lieutenant General Yakov Rezentsev would be the seventh and highest ranking Russian general killed in the conflict. On the way is a permanent ceasefire on the cards for the war in Yemen and tributes flow in for Foo Fighters drummer Taylor Hawkins. Times of London Daily World Briefing. We move to Israel, where an historic summit is set to take place on Sunday. In a sign of normalizing relations between Israel and Arab nations, US Secretary of State Antony Blinken will join foreign ministers from the United Arab Emirates, Bahrain and Morocco, three Arab nations that were part of the so-called Abraham Accords, brokered by the Trump administration in 2020 to normalize ties with Israel. Egypt's foreign minister, whose country marked 43 years of peace with Israel on Saturday, will also join the summit. The agenda is likely to be dominated by the Iran nuclear talks and Russia's invasion of Ukraine. But Blinken's visit comes at a time when US ties with several countries in the Middle East face challenges as key allies such as Israel and the UAE question the Biden administration's commitment to the region. A conflict which has killed thousands and caused starvation and disease for millions could see a three-day truce with a possibility for permanent ceasefire. The war in Yemen between the Saudi Arabian-backed government and Iranian-supported Houthi rebels has caused one of the worst humanitarian catastrophes in the world. But Yemen's Houthi group announced the prospect of a ceasefire just 24 hours after a wave of drone and missile attacks hit targets across Saudi Arabia, including an oil plant near the Formula One race in Jeddah. Elsewhere in the country, Houthi supporters rallied in the capital to mark the seven-year anniversary of the Saudi-led coalition's intervention in the Yemen conflict. The coalition intervened in Yemen in March 2015 after Houthis ousted the Saudi-backed government from the capital Sana'a in late 2014. Houthi political leader Mahdi al-Mashat made the announcement to suspend all military actions for three days. We affirm our readiness to turn this suspension into a final, continuous and permanent commitment in the event the Kingdom of Saudi Arabia announces the withdrawal of all foreign forces of the coalition from our Yemeni lands and waters and a complete stop of its support to local militias in our country. There was no immediate response from Saudi Arabia. Times of London Daily World Briefing Sport now, with all the news ahead of the Saudi Arabian Grand Prix, here's Kane Reeves. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix will be one to remember if events leading up to the race are anything to go by. A crash during qualifying saw Hash driver Mick Schumacher taken to hospital. His team say he's OK but won't be racing today. After 215 attempts, it's Red Bull's Mexican driver Sergio Perez who will start on pole, with two Mercedes behind him, Charles Leclerc and Carlos Sainz. Britain's Lewis Hamilton will start in 16th after being knocked out in Q1. It's Hamilton's worst qualifying campaign since Brazil in 2017 after a crash. The Saudi Arabian Grand Prix is the second race of the season, with Charles Leclerc currently leading the table ahead of the race. 
And finally, after the shock death of Taylor Hawkins, investigators in Colombia say the Foo Fighters drummer had marijuana, opioids, and other drugs in his system when he died. Hawkins died at a hotel in Bogota on Friday, where the band was due to play a music festival. Organizers said the rest of the South American tour would be cancelled. The cause of death remains unknown, and investigators did not say if the mix of drugs was a factor. Tributes have poured in as the news sent shockwaves through the music world. One of the world's biggest rock bands, Foo Fighters said in a tweet that Hawkins's musical spirit and infectious laughter will live on with all of us forever. And that's your Times Daily World Briefing for Sunday the 27th of March. This podcast from the Times of London is brought to you in partnership with Google Podcasts. 